0: 971 FM talk
1: on demand audio. Hey, welcome back to the Mark Cox morning show. Happy that you're here with us on a Tuesday morning, the sixth day of uh, February. And it doesn't feel like it. Uh, well, it might feel like it this morning. It's not going to feel like it, but this afternoon, I think we're all pretty happy about that. To be honest with you, it's kind of cheered me up a little bit that, it's you know did light coat weather or maybe even a vest or something in the afternoons it's been really comfortable
2: it's called fake spring it's fake spring that's the season we're in right now
1: that is exactly what it is and uh yeah we're uh, we're uh, enjoying all of that we're going to get to all that for you coming up we got uh, uh Rachel Homelack is going to join us you talked to her yesterday right kim yeah And she's got an update for us on what's going on? Yeah, it's
2: a hearing in Jefferson City about the way that they would regulate these libraries, where we've seen a lot of issues as it relates to transgender and material at the libraries. Right.
1: Uh, How boards are uh, put together at those libraries, right? Yeah, so that's being debated down in in Jeff City in the state capitol. We'll get you an update on that here at the bottom of the hour. But right now... Uh, the man, the myth, the legend that you hear here every day from 6 to 7 on the radio station, Jimmy
0: Fela. How are you, my Whoa. friend? There it is. What's going on, Mark? I'm doing good. How about you? You know, I'm busy. Like, what it just dawned on me, okay? Like, my TV show just launched this month. My book is obviously out. It just dawned on me that I'm peaking in life, and it's all downhill from here. <laughs> so I was in a good mood till about five minutes ago, and I was like, wow, we're about to enter the behind the music portion of this story. Oh, where uh, I wind up back in my taxi again. But that'll be funny. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if people got in and I was like, yeah, yeah, I used to have a TV show. And they'd be like, yeah, right, pal. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Get me to the bro. airport.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I went, to, I went to look up your book this morning, Fox News books. And all the Kill Me books keep popping up. I, I, what are we going to do about
0: it? Uh, well, listen. Um, here's the thing with my book. And this is why everyone's supposed to buy it, okay? I'm not telling you I'm Hemingway. But I sound like I hang out at a bar named Hemingway's. And it's a totally different style of book. Like, the Fox News books are great. Like, meets historical. Shannon Bream's got Women of the Bible. You know, Harris Faulkner's got Faith Can Move Mountains. And then I show up with Jimmy Fallon, a hooker, beat up a guy in my taxi. It's a totally (laughs) different vibe.
2: You've covered all the bases, Jimmy.
0: Thank you.
1: Uh That's hilarious. And of course, uh, I'm sure you've got some mention of any mention of the president thinking that he had a conversation with uh, Francois Mitterrand, who died wow. in
0: 1996. Listen, we keep making fun of him. But Joe Biden's telling all his friends he's going to beat President Reagan. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can't mess with that kind of confidence. You can't. Well, so sad, right? I mean, the thing about radio is this is where I feel for us and our listeners, because we play the sound clips and the sound clips are more jarring than even the videos like the videos have a background or something's going on that can kind of distract you. But when you cover this on the radio every day, you realize how not okay this presidency is like i don't you don't have to be a conservative you just have to be an american to know that we have a president and this is not normal that when he goes to the united nations they translate his speech into english okay it's not supposed to work that way <laughs> you said you about your book that it's just a book about letting people chill out what do you mean by yes. that okay so cancel culture took a lot of our sources of relaxation and turn them into political battlegrounds, meaning comedy clubs used to be where you went because you were done caring about life and you just wanted to laugh at it for an hour. (laughs) Movies, music, they're sort of the same. But when we started to cancel comedians and musicians and even get into movies and casting and everything like that, we lost the escapism. We lost common culture. And one of the reasons people say like, ah, we're so divided, okay? The reason we're so divided is we don't have any place we can coexist anymore because everything you turn on just tells you you're a monster if you don't agree with their political leanings. Like, let me give you one quick example. When I was a little kid, okay, growing up on Long Island in Levittown, New York, my two white parents used to yell at me for eating too much ice cream. Now my Ben and Jerry's ice cream yells at me for having white parents, okay? (laughs) It's not supposed to work that way, Mark. Come on. You
1: know, I'm looking at your travel schedule here, Jimmy. We got to get you off the East Coast, dude. We got to get you to
0: the middle of the country out here. When are we going to get you to St. Louis? So, listen, I have a lot of dates that haven't been announced yet that yes. do head into your direction, but I don't have a St. Louis on the calendar. Like, what's up with this, KFTK? Let's get something going.
1: I don't know. We need to, we need to work on that. We'll, we'll put pressure on, on our people to talk to your people. How about that?
0: No, we'll do it. You know, because over the summer, I snuck in, and uh, I ate good Italian food on the hill. Oh, yeah. I might have went. Was it called Molly's, where I went and had breakfast? Is that, did I get that right?
2: Molly's in Soulard?
0: Yes, in Soulard. Yeah. Wait. That place oh gets my God. crazy, like, by the way. I drank, like, 17 Bloody Marys. Like my right. twelve year right. Yeah, <laughs> my 12-year-old was my designated driver to go to the
1: Budweiser plant. It was Ooh. hot. Yeah, probably a good thing you dodged uh, Mardi Gras next weekend. That'll be a zoo down there. Can I just
0: tell well, you that? Well, one, one last note. <laughs> we went to the St. Louis Zoo, and it's featured in my book. Like, the last chapter of my book is about a Chicago zoo worker who got fired. And I explain how the phenomenon that they were trying to address by following firing the zoo workers still exists to this day because I witnessed this really funny thing at the St. Louis Zoo. You've (laughs) got to read it to get it, but I promise it's funny, and it's family-friendly, but it's completely out to lunch. We were at the St. Louis Zoo, and we kept – you know sometimes when you go places and you run into the same family on every line? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we ran into a very funny family that had a toddler who was probably three that had a very strong opinion on every animal and not in a good way, <laughs> and it was really funny to watch. <laughs> it was just like you'll—you it's in the book. You have to see it to get it. It's foxnewsbooks.com, dot com, but I promise it's a winner.
1: Yeah, and you can also get one personally signed. Am I correct about that?
0: Yes, it's Jimmy mm-hmm. signed book. JimmySignedBook oh. dot <laughs> com. You'll get. My autograph, which, by the way, I have the handwriting of a sixth-grade girl. <laughs> so uh, if you guys want to relive your middle school years, you got two options. One is my signature. The other is the quality of my writing.
1: D- Jimmy, tell <laughs> us about the, sh- the TV show here because this is brand okay. new for you, right?
0: Yes. So Fox News Saturday night, uh, I, bu- I you know, kind of bill it as a cable news keg party. And the reason I say that is we're not doing any politics in that hour. We're inviting everybody to come hang out just the way you would at a keg party or a bonfire. You know, when when you hand somebody five bucks and they give you a solo cup, they don't ask you who you voted for before you tap the keg. So in my world, as a comedian, I want to live up to the billing of true escapism and actually do a show anyone can laugh at if it's funny. And uh, it is funny. Like, I think you guys will enjoy it quite a bit.
2: I have to ask you really quickly. You've got this TV show that just came out. You have a book that just came out. What is it like? I mean, you're living your dream, right?
0: Yeah, it's a good. It's like such a cool American story. And I like to tell it a lot because I really was driving a taxi like, you know, not too long ago, I was a full time yellow cab driver in New York City getting cut off and shot at by time travelers and hobbits and everything in between. (laughs) And believe me, anybody who tells you we don't have life on other planets has never driven a cab in New York City. Like I've met people from planets you've never heard of and two planets you have, but they were absolutely not from Earth. That's funny.
1: Well, uh, it's Cancel Culture Dictionary foxnewsbooks.com and there's where you can find it. And Jimmy, we we're going to make it. We're going to make you uh, have a visit in St. Louis. We're going to work on that.
0: Dude, I would love this. We'll come back in the summer. I'll bring Jenny and Lincoln. I don't know if they'll let us back into Molly's and Soul Yard, but we'll give it a go.
1: <laughs> Outstanding. Jimmy Fallon will be watching this weekend. Thank you. Rock and roll. Take care, Bye-bye. All right, take care of yourself, <laughs> the funny guy.
2: That guy just drops a joke like every other line. (laughs) He's a stand-up comedian. No, I know. I Uh, wish I were that funny.
1: I know. I know he's he's on the ball always, and his show is like that too. And he and he uses those drops. I mean, I've got the drops in the computer, and I use them sometimes. Corn just, pop was a bad dude, but he just litters those throughout his commentary on his radio show in the evening. So if you haven't listened to it, it's it's on a I think we run on a tape delay, but it airs here from six to seven every night on ninety seven one FM talk. So be sure you tune in. To that all right. Coming up, uh, bottom of the hour, we'll get to a uh, Rachel uh, Homolak is going to join us because uh, w- this is a big deal. We were talking about how you affect local school boards, right? You vote, you get people onto the boards who reflect uh, the the view of parents and and then and, and uh, parties that that have a stake in what's going on. That needs to be happening on our library boards. That's not the situation right now. There's legislation in Jeff City that would change that. We'll talk to Rachel about it about 835. Stay tuned. Just remembering uh, Toby Keith today, who uh, passed away yesterday at the age of 62. That is a funny song that they wrote. Carl, what did you
3: tell me the history was on that song? So you know the song Beer for My Horses, which Toby did with Willie Nelson. He presented this song to mm. Willie Nelson, and it was a number one hit. But also, the story of how he presented in that song is how this song got made. I see. He had to go on the tour bus. And get stoned. Yeah. <laughs> but he said, at first I wasn't going to get stoned, but then you kind of had to. Because what? he was already stoned because of everyone else smoking. On the bus. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So... Smoke
4: weed live, yeah.
3: Did I read the
1: other day where Willie Nelson said he was giving up weed? Didn't I read that story? He's 91. I know, but I thought I read somewhere Why the other day that he now. was going to I was going
2: to say Snoop Dogg will absolutely be smoking into his 90s <laughs> Maybe if it he was a, it.
1: Maybe it was a gimmick like, like uh, Snoop Dogg said he was going smokeless, and then he was trying to sell some smokeless fire pit or something. Yes. Remember that? Maybe it's just a gimmick. Probably. I, probably,
3: yeah, probably. All right. Uh, anyway, I thought, you, <clears throat> thought you'd enjoy that song as we've been trying to... Willie says he smokes a lot less because he can't find any of the good stuff anymore.
2: Maybe that's like Hunter Biden. He smokes less crack because he can't <laughs> find the good crack.
1: <laughs> the good... He can't find the good stuff anymore. What's he talking about?
3: Well, he's had so much, it probably doesn't affect him like it would you or me. So, yeah, but, I mean, he
1: needs the super strong stuff and they claim that what they're selling at these dispensaries is 10 times stronger than anything you might have found in it from your high school drug dealer 20
3: years ago i'm saying mark willie's a different breed <laughs> yeah as evidenced by what toby keith saw willie is willie is immune to um what like a richards. normal human being might like feel alcohol like and like keith that. richards same thing <laughs>
1: Do you know who Keith Richards is? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Rolling <laughs> I was kind of Stones. Just looking at oh. it. Guitarist. One of the Rolling Stones. She knows who guitarists. the Rolling Stones.
2: I know who the Rolling Stones are. "Beast yeah. of Burden." I love that song. Yeah. Oh,
1: good. Yeah, nice.
2: You guys, you guys are so funny. If I say a, like a <laughs> song that, of a band that you don't think I'm going to know or an artist, you look stunned, like you just saw a ghost. <laughs> Well, really? I, I, wow, no,
4: we should
1: shouldn't. You're right. That's not that's not fair because you're more likely to know the name of the band.
3: Thank you. Than see, he's playing Than guitar. individual members. Mm. And the other guitar is Ronnie Wood, and the singer, Mick Jagger.
2: Oh, see, I don't know much about. Th- I, I just I know I like Charlie this song. Watts
3: <laughs> on drums.
2: Yuppies. Bill Wyman on. Sorry, I'm singing. I'm ruining the song. And
3: someone
1: might have assumed that that if anybody was going to die young, it might have been one of uh, those folks. But uh, maybe they'll be preserved forever because of all of the different drugs that have been ingested into their bodies. Allegedly. possible. Allegedly. I'm just just saying. Hey, by the way, I hadn't mentioned this earlier, but uh, it's a pretty big deal for uh, public voter rolls, which uh, I don't know what impact this has on. On the upcoming elections, but there's often been efforts to clean up voter rolls and uh, shout out to the Gateway Pundit for reporting on this yesterday. Uh, The Public Interest Legal Foundation secured a landmark case Monday in the First Circuit Court of Appeals. The court ruled that under the National Voter Registration Act of 1993, Maine's voter roll is a public record and elections officials cannot hide the information from the public. So that that is important. Whether voter registration rolls are accurate and current cannot be determined without inspecting the voter roll. In other words, the evaluation of voter registration rolls would be impossible if the results of Maine's voter list registration were not subject to public disclosure. For the above reason... Uh, Maine's voter file is a record concerning the implementation of programs and activities conducted for the purpose of ensuring the accuracy and currency of official lists of eligible voters and is subject to disclosure. Now, with the, a question for Hans von Spakovsky or one of our legal experts would, would be, Does this, is this going to have legs? Will this Will this apply broadly to other states since they've ruled it that way in Maine? I would think that it would. Uh, but, you know, m- maybe that requires a different court to take a look at that elsewhere.
2: Wasn't the Supreme Court supposed to take up the Colorado ballot <clears throat> issue with Trump
1: it's this Thursday,
2: Thursday, right? Thursday. Okay. Thursday
1: they will hear uh, those arguments. They're actually going to let the Colorado secretary of state, who's who's a horrible partisan pushing for this. They're going to give her 10 minutes in front of the court. To try to argue her case.
2: Thursday is going to be a big day because the Missouri State House is talking about IP reform, right? You've they got may Thursday vote with the Supreme Court.
1: Thursday. It's a big yeah, day. It's a good point. And usually you can hear those oral arguments with the Supreme Court. If you go to the Supreme Court's website, when oral arguments are underway, there's usually a link you can click on to listen. And that one ought to be fascinating because I want to know uh, what Clarence Thomas and some of the other justices are going to do when they get a hold of the Secretary of State from Colorado. Mm. Could be ugly. Could be ugly. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to uh, we're gonna talk to Rachel Homolock about the potential changes to library boards around the state. We'll be right back.
2: Well, we've talked a lot about the inappropriate material found in the books at, at these libraries, at school libraries. We've talked about these employees at libraries dressed in full drag attire. Well, now there's going to be, in just over 24 hours, a House committee hearing on this bill that would require libraries to be governed by an elected board. This is actually really big news. And this morning, we have Rachel Homolak on the line this morning. Rachel, you've been really on the front lines pushing for this, and you actually plan
5: to go to Jeff City tomorrow in favor of this, right? Oh, correct. Yeah, tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, that's where it's going to be. So I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. What, yeah. is,
2: what does this bill mean?
5: Um, basically, what it means is that it's going to be um, statewide required that our trustees and the board for the libraries, um, they have to be elected because they're dealing with copious amounts of money um, from the taxpayers. And it's, it's only fair that the people take the power back um, as to how those taxpayer dollars are being spent.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, r- remind people of like the problem we've experienced here locally, because I believe in St. Charles County, they did replace one of the one of the uh, library board members, but that's far from what's needed, right?
5: Correct. So we've got two two guys that are basically running the show. Um, that's going to be Dan Borgmeyer, who's the mayor of St. Charles City, and then Steve Ellman, who is the county executive. They're the ones that choose the nine trustees, and then those nine trustees are the ones that hire the administrative staff and everything. Um, so, yeah, we've got two, two dudes, two old dudes that are like, that are totally out of touch, that are making these decisions. And, um, I mean, we have a huge budget. We have a $24 million budget going into our library system in St. Charles. So it's and obviously it's not it's not working. What what's happening, what's going on is not working. The system that has been set up with these two individuals making these decisions was set up like way back in the eighties. Um, and it's the way that C. Charles developed and everything, which is fine, but it needs to be reformed and it needs to change.
2: I mean, you hear a lot of people who are just in denial that these these explicit books even are at the libraries and available for children to read. I mean, what, what do you say to some of those people who are like, you're, you're just exaggerating it. This is ridiculous. This isn't even really
5: happening. You know what? Go ahead. Call me up. I'll show you the books. I'll show you the pages. I'll send them to you. They are so graphic that I can't even post them on, like, social media. I will, like, not only will they take it down, they'll put me, like, in, like, Facebook jail for 30 days because I'll post just a picture, just, just, a, just a screenshot, you know, of what is in these books. They are so vile and disgusting.
1: Well, and that's the thing, and that's the the video I love the most from these school board meetings and the other meetings, when a parent will be complaining about it, and then when they try to read from the book at a public meeting, they suddenly get shut down because, oddly enough, it's deemed inappropriate to discuss in that setting. But it's okay if your kid walks into a public library and, and pulls it off the shelf and sits down and reads it.
5: Yes. I have been um, almost arrested three times because I go to these meetings. And I read from these books and it's absolutely ridiculous.
2: Yeah. And and the thing, too, about, you know, why should you be controlling what kids are reading? You hear that argument, too. Well, you think about going to a movie, right? Kids can't get into an R-rated movie without an adult. Like there should be some sort of regulation about the material that kids at that young age are exposed to. And I think that's really all we're wanting, We're not trying to just ban books. We just want it to be some sort of, again, regulation as far as the content that they're they have available to them.
5: Absolutely. Well, and, and people need to also remember that these books, the way that they are and what they're presenting and how they're presenting it to children, it's grooming, is what it is. And this is actually opening up doors for pedophiles um, so that these kids will be groomed and they'll be desensitized to these things so that they can actually just become mm. easier victims.
1: Wow. Rachel, Let's. Uh, what uh, I know it looks like Tony Lavasco is the one sponsoring this bill. Is that correct? Correct. So what is, have you spoken to him? Has he given you any indication that that this thing's got legs. I mean, obviously, it has to get out of the House committee to the floor to get a vote and then head over to the Senate. Is, is there any support for this down there?
5: Oh, yeah, there's tons of support. Um, they, they, they told me that the, the the day that, you know, it was just presented and everything, that they got so much support. They've never seen that before. They were like, yeah, usually when, you know, something goes to vote or something, they'll get a lot of response. But just when it was presented, they got this huge response and they were really kind of, you know, kind of shocked by that.
1: (laughs) Well, that's good. And if they listen to the testimony, my guess is tomorrow um, that that that's one thing. But people can submit testimonies. Is that correct? Like is today the deadline to do that? Do it.
5: But yeah, today. Um, So you can show up in Jeff City on the House hearing room, eight o'clock a.m. tomorrow morning on the 7th. Um, or you can simply just go to the website, and the easiest way to do that is just um, use whatever search engine you use and just put in Missouri House Bill 2498, 24 like the year 24, um, and it's nine eight. So, 2498, if you just, you know, put that in a search engine, it will take you directly to that bill, and then you can click on um, Submit. Testimony and you can submit one Online and a lot of people are doing that Because not everybody can make it to Jeff City I understand Um, But obviously the more Support the better
2: Yeah I think that's what's cool is if you're not comfortable Submitting testimony you can still go There just to to show support because I know we've Talked to you before that when you're going to these meetings They can get kind of contentious and so It really means a lot you were saying earlier to us To have this support to have someone behind You even just sitting there knowing that
5: You know hey I'm backing you up here Absolutely Absolutely. And also, you know, throw up some prayers, y'all. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. The power of prayer is amazing.
1: <laughs> well, Rachel, uh, just personally, let me thank you for kind of staying on top of this. And uh, and thank Tony Lobosco for putting submitting it as a bill so we can get some changes in place here, hopefully.
5: I'm hoping. And let's just continue, you know, this fight. You know, this is to protect the children.
1: It's a great point. Uh, Rachel Homlock, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. Good luck tomorrow. Safe travels. Again, that is uh, Missouri House Bill 2498. If you, Like she said, if you Google it, when you get to the site, uh, you, there's a place for you to submit your testimony on there so your voice can be heard whether you want to – Drive to Jefferson City tomorrow or not.
2: I know she's had a lot of threats whenever she's spoken out. She probably had more threats than Corey Bush has <laughs> ever had. My gosh. I mean, death threats yeah. because she's been speaking out about these employees dressed in full drag. And the content that she was saying, that that's interesting. I mean, I know you were saying at meetings that they're they like, you can't read this. It's too inappropriate. But saying you can't even post it on social media without it being flagged and then putting you in Facebook jail.
1: Well, it's like uh, Joy Reid when she was in that debate um, uh, with the lady from Moms for Liberty Yeah. Uh, about the books last week. Um, I think we got some sound from that. That was, uh, I mean, she didn't want to talk about it
4: you're asking me right now. you just gave me of... very specific information about this book so you're pl- presenting yourself as somebody expert it's the to, gentleman um, hold on, the main, to, who's the main character in the, the, book? the main character is the author who's the what's his name george i believe is his first because name. because you're giving me very specific information that is you're asking me to remember the name of an author you the just, name just of remembered the author very specific joy here's my We're question we are talking about you didn't answer my no, question no, no. i'm gonna i'm going to answer great your i would love to hear that absolutely well i you, i'm interviewing you and you're not interviewing me so let's just make sure it's a conversation okay so i'm saying to you is that as you are not an expert in this book i don't have to be an expert the lady just
1: just laid joy Reid open i mean just by dropping words that were included in these books on her tv show i'm the right? one
2: interviewing you not the other way yeah, around just i mean
1: keep that in order
2: think yeah. about all the books you've read in your lifetime who's going to remember the specific name of a character in a book
1: yeah well, it's, it was her. It was Joy Reid deflecting because oh, right. she didn't want to admit that some of that content is inappropriate for children. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's silly, uh, is what it is, that we have to have these arguments these days, uh, for sure. All right, we'll get to a quick break here. We're going to be right back. You yeah, you've been I'm Rickrolled. You and here's why today is his birthday.
3: Rick Astley is 58. Gonna Who? Gonna Who? <laughs> You've never been Rick. Now you know what a Rickroll is, right? No. Wow. It's okay, okay that surprised me. Used to. You You're would, alive. You could, then you
1: could email people like a picture that you wanted them to click on, and when they clicked on it, this video would start playing, oh, and that would mean you've guy. been Rickrolled. Okay. With him maybe,
2: maybe I've seen that before, <laughs> but I was probably. Is it was the nineties?
1: Oh, it's been since it's then. Still yeah. Continues. It's my brother in law used to love 80s. to do that. <laughs> All right, enough of that. I, I did find this one other bite I wanted you to listen to from um, from Joy Reid in that interview with Moms for Liberty. Now, bear in mind they were debating specifically s- school libraries and not public libraries, but that content matters, which is why this bill in Jeff City matters. It it does. Listen,
4: why should 13 people get to decide what books? tens of thousands of children get to read well i'm I'm thinking it's probably because those 13 people saw what some of the content was in the books i mean explicit graphic sexual content and i'm happy to talk about some of that content if you if you'd like to well this is the question again the books that are being banned, I want to give you just no some... No books hold are on, being banned. Hold on a second. Well, no, Joy, Lay but on. I want to be clear. No uh-huh. one's banning books. Write the book, print the book, publish the book, put the book in the public library, sell the book, right? Uh, we're talking about a public school library. Mm-hmm. Children don't have unfettered access to the internet at school. Mm-hmm. I did a, a FOIA, records request, and, and, and I wanted to see what kinds of internet sites are banned mm-hmm. in schools, if we're going to mm-hmm. talk about banning, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the subject matter in the books that most Moms are concerned about are the same things that kids don't have access to on the Internet. So it, it just feels very hypocritical. Right. No, why is no one out there protesting for, you know, free the Internet in schools?
2: So, <laughs> you know, I forgot that they allowed all the porn sites for the schools. Right. Uh, lots of they the 10 year old kids lot, yeah. are they allow porn sites. Right.
1: Well, but they, a lot of the schools have banned Access to certain sites like no, that. No,
2: I know. I mean, that's the comparison yeah, you yeah. could make. If you're going to let them have this explicit content available for the kids in the books, right. let them have the porn sites. Come on.
1: But the book would Stop teach restricting it in context.
2: them. <laughs> Sexual expression.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, crazy. It's crazy. Hey, by the way, we did talk earlier about the um, primary in, in Nevada today. And it is a primary in which Donald Trump's name is not on the ballot, Nikki Haley's is. But it won't matter anyway because they'll actually determine delegates in a caucus, which Donald Trump will dominate, uh, which will happen next week? This Thursday. This Thursday, later yeah. this week. Uh, yesterday, the Trump campaign released this tricky, nicky commercial. I didn't know if anybody had seen this yet or not or heard it, but uh, these are the kind of ads he's playing in some of these states where the primaries are going on. Listen.
4: And we will get them, but I will not. Not now, not ever, support raising the gas tax. Finally, Let's increase the gas tax by 10 cents over the next three years. I would not run as President Trump ran. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president.
2: Every person on social media should be verified by their name. I never said government should go and require anyone's name. That's names, false. But what we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. For so
1: claiming the retirement age is, quote, way, way too low. Where do I you I have stand never
2: on. once said that. I never said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. I went with my friend Eleanor Kitzman to
5: a firm and leadership program where Hillary Clinton was speaking. And I walked out of there and I said I'm going for office.
1: <laughs> yeah, this paid for by the Trump twenty twenty four campaign.
2: That's good. Yeah. I love the music. I mean, you have that juxtaposition <laughs> between what she's saying initially and then the lie is great. And
1: here's the thing. That's on TikTok, right? My daughter saw that yesterday and came in telling me did you see this that Nikki Haley said this and then she said that and she wasn't going to raise taxes and then she was and I'm like yeah I saw that uh, it's so it's reaching a younger generation just because my daughter wouldn't have seen it had it not been on I don't know if, no she didn't have TikTok must have been on Instagram, Instagram. I think I she haven't saw seen it, on, it Insta. I'm on
2: Instagram but yeah
1: I think she saw it on Insta so there you have it all right hey listen have a great day we'll keep you updated on uh, what's going on in uh, in the uh, IP effort uh, they're going to have a hearing Possibly today on that in Jeff City. We'll get you an update tomorrow. Kill Mead. What coming up next? Annie and Mark in later today. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow morning.
0: Get more at 971Talk.com.